0: To another great episode of the bourbon road with your host jim and brian
1: where they talk bourbon and of course drink bourbon grab yourself a pour kick back and enjoy another trip down the bourbon road very excited to have BlantonsBourbonShop.com as a new sponsor for the Bourbon Road podcast. In fact, this podcast is brought to you by Blantons Bourbon Shop. Shop BlantonsBourbonShop.com is the only official merchandiser for Blantons, the original single barrel. Looking for a unique gift? Blantons Bourbon Shop has got you covered. BlantonsBourbonShop.com is your home for all Blantons gifts. The Bourbon Road is excited to have pintsandbarrels.com as a sponsor of this episode, as well as our official custom apparel provider. Be sure to check out pintsandbarrels.com and browse their ultimate online store for bourbon lovers. Hello, listeners, and so welcome back to another episode of the Bourbon Road Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Shannon, and today, today we got quite a treat for you. Brian and I are in the studio. We have a guest... Our guest is from uh, Filmland Spirits. His name is Troy Bolotnik. Welcome to The Bourbon Road. Thank you. I'm uh, very excited to be here and I appreciate it. We have had your products on the show before. In fact, you've made an appearance on the show before, uh, but it's been a little bit of time and, and you've got some new things that have come out. We wanted to make sure and uh, kind of bring our listeners up to date on what's going on with Filmland Spirits. And today is as good a day as any to sip on a little bit of your whiskey and uh, listen to your story once again and and kind of get up to date with the products that you have brought out recently and 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 you know let our let our listeners know what they should be sipping on sounds great awesome so let's get straight to that whiskey what do we have in our first glass today uh so this is a product called Town at the End of
2: Tomorrow and it is a Kentucky Straight 9-year-old bourbon we released this. This is the first of what will be many limited releases from us. And we released this at the Kentucky Bourbon Festival in Bardstown uh, this past September in 2023. Uh, we only made 600 bottles of this. Uh, and it only went to a few of the markets that were in, Kentucky being one of them. Uh, and it, it sold out from... At least you know, from us to our distributors, to the retailers, it sold out right away. There's still a couple of bottles left on shelves in uh, in California, and I think somebody just sent me a picture today of one on the shelf
1: in Kentucky. So they they could still be found in the wild, folks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to mention where that one is in Kentucky, or should we just leave it alone? <laughs> you,
2: you know what they didn't tell me. They just sent me a picture, and maybe they bought it, so I don't know. Um, yeah, but we're well, you know we're we're all over Kentucky, so we're in we're in uh, Total Wine, and we're in Cox Evergreens locations, and a bunch of Kroger locations, and Justin's House of Bourbon and uh, Blind Pig down in uh, Bardstown. So uh, all all of those places have been really supportive of us and carry all our products.
1: Well, fantastic. So uh, the town at the end of tomorrow, a nine-year-old bourbon, 94 proof, right? Yes. Why don't you lead us through a tasting on this? Brian and I both have it in our glasses. We've got it poured neat in a Glencairn. It's had time to sort of acclimate a little bit. Great. Um, So, you know, Town at the End of Tomorrow
2: is a very different product for us. The, the rest of our products, everything we put in a bottle will always be four years old or older. Um, the rest of our products, depending on the batch, are between you know, four and a half and, and six years old. But this product, um, we very specifically set out to, to put out something older. And um, for, for your listeners who, who aren't familiar with the brand, the way uh, that we work is we create an original movie script for every one of our products. And then we create a poster for that script that becomes the label. And the poster is always designed in this very bright, uh, eye-catching colors, mid-20th century artwork style, like pulp art. And the concepts for our movie are always meant to be like an homage to the B-movies of the mid-20th century. So robots and monsters, big, over-the-top characters and plots, that sort of thing. And so sometimes we come up with the idea for the script first, and sometimes we find a liquid um, because we are a non-distilling producer, so we source Uh, that inspires a story. Um, you know, and sometimes they sort of happen together. So town at the end of tomorrow, I had this idea for this story since well before we started the company and we launched in, um, September of 2022. That's when we first hit the market. We were working on the company for for years before then. Um, and but I had this idea, I had this title in my mind and this idea for what the story would be. And you know, and, and I always say we've got more concepts for for products and ideas and stories than we'll ever get to. Um, but we've got tons. and this was just one that you know I'm a big I'm a big nerd and I love time travel stories and I just I wanted to figure out a way to do this and we knew we needed an aged bourbon to do it with. And so I didn't know that we were going to be releasing this in the fall uh, until uh, late June, because I'd been searching for the right liquid for a long time. And once I found it, we were like, all right, it's a go. And we had to move very quickly to put this together. Um, but the, uh, so to give you a sense of our process also, um, myself and two of my partners, Charlie uh, and Steve, we do all of the blending ourselves. And so we sample every one of the barrels that we, we purchase and that we own and that we are aging. Uh, and then we take notes and we try and sample them every year. Uh, and then we have certain things, you know, characteristics, flavor profiles that we're looking for when we do the blending and put, the, put that together. But this is a very, very small batch. So this was three barrels that went into this we picked out of a a large quantity that we have. Um, and so the flavors I, when I'm, when I'm doing a tasting, especially with people who, who know their whiskey, I don't like to, uh, lead the witness, um, Mm -hmm. and tell you what you're going to taste. Now we do put tasting notes on every one of our bottles for anybody who, who wants to know what we think it tastes like, but it's very, as you know, it's very subjective. Sure. But, um, if you, if you want to go ahead and, and take your first sip, I always love to hear, From people what they taste and then you know then afterwards give you an idea of uh what we tasted when we blended it
1: i'm going to start with the nose and i'm going to say that uh it doesn't have a real sweet nose it has more of an oaky dry nose which is uh kind of nice um it it gives that uh it not a lot of floral characteristics but more oak more um typical bourbon aged well-aged bourbon notes so it's gone past that that corn sweetness it's gotten well beyond that uh, four to six-year-old uh, flavor profile and uh, it kind of settles in it, it it makes me think from the nose that it's going to be a dry sip a little bit of drying on the back of the palate but let's let's wait and find out all right what about you brian
0: I mean, I agree with everything that you just said, and I did cheat a little bit and I went to the website, so there was something on there and I'm really hoping that uh, that comes out to me at some point because I do love cornbread. So, <laughs> so, so the tasting notes that are written on the bottle
2: um, are also on the website and we try and add a little bit more information on the website as well. So some of our other products where we don't age state on the bottle, we try and age state on uh, the website especially our, our extended cut products. If you see something from us that has extended cut on the label, that means cast strength. And so of course the proof is going to change. So we, you know, and, and it's different batches. And so we try to update the information uh, on the website for all of that.
1: Yeah. So on the palette, I, I kind of, I kind of think it really matches the nose quite a bit. I, I am getting that sort of a little bit more of a less sweet, more dry, well-aged mature bourbon, It definitely has a uh, sort of a nutty characteristic to it, a little bit more like um, I'm not going to say like a peanut, but like a walnut, but a little bit more like a like a shell, like like what you might get from a shell rather than the actual Mm -hmm. meat of the nut itself. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and that you know that's typical of a of a a nicely aged bourbon that's been sitting in oak. It can pick up those nutty those nutty characters. It does have a little bit of spice to it. It does present itself on the back of the palate with a nice little. uh, i'd say a medium singe Mm -hmm. the uh the finish on it is great i mean i love the flavor on the back end of this this tells me that uh that this this one would be this probably be would be great with uh with cigar probably you know like a cigar great with a uh, you know an a nice piece of steak or some barbecue or, or something like that, something it could really handle that a little bit. I probably wouldn't drink this with uh, Chinese or anything like that, but <laughs> definitely a, definitely a good piece of steak and a cigar. This would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, so the first time
2: that uh, I got to ha- actually have this after we blended it and put it in bottles, we, myself and my team were in Kentucky for the Kentucky bourbon festival and we head up to Louisville, and we went to Bourbon's Bistro uh, for dinner, uh, where they carry our products. And so we wanted to go in, and we knew somehow they had gotten the first bottle of town in the country. Like nobody was supposed to have it yet, and they had a bottle. So we went in, and the team sat down, and I, we ordered some pours of it. And then I said, "Come on, we got to do." This. So we we all ordered old fashions with it, which I, I personally I would never take <laughs> a nine year old bottle, um, especially one that you know is hundred and ten dollars or a hundred dollars, and make an old fashioned with it but I just thought let's celebrate, you know, and, and we were sitting down to dinner and, and we did it and it made a fantastic old fashioned. I'm not recommending anybody go and do that <laughs> necessarily. Uh, but it was, it, it turned out to make a fantastic old fashioned. And we did have, um, I think steaks and, uh, they have a very famous pork chop they do there and a shrimp and grits bowl. So and it went great with all of that.
1: Yeah. it's one of our favorite spots. We love going to bourbons bistro and they've got, uh, they have got a great bar there and they've got great food and it's always, uh, it's always a crowd pleaser when we end up at a table there. My 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 wife loves it as well, and yeah, so I I can I can get that. Brian, what what about the finish for you?
0: I, I definitely get the the little bit of spice there on the finish for me. Um, probably cinnamon, spicy. Uh, but I mean, it's it's a very very nice finish, a very pleasing. You know, on the on the palette for me, I was definitely getting some berry, like raspberry, blackberries, something in that family, probably. And then, uh, you know, on the finish, definitely got that spice, which is really nice with this.
2: We we taste um, a lot of the notes that you you just called out. We definitely when we were I recall when we were blending this, we were getting just a lot of the barrels just had a, a real strong cinnamon. On the, t- on the tongue and it would finish with like a cinnamon spice. And we really liked that. So we made sure that we got that in there. And then I always, I get a lot of what Jim was saying. I get a lot of smokiness on the nose. And then on the tongue, I'm, I'm, I get a lot of tobacco, which to me, you know, comes from that time in the barrel, I think. And then it sort of leads in, there's a sweetness, but it's not necessarily, you know, it, to me, it, it's a little, it's, there's some cornbread in there, but there's also like, I, I taste cornbread as if somebody had spread some blackberry jam on there. And I know it's very specific, and but but it's what I always get from this um, when uh, when I'm tasting it.
1: It pulls out that flavor memory for you. Yes. So one of the things that I wanted to touch base on was kind of your your bottle and your label. I mean, these things th- these are both striking on all your products. Your your packaging is very striking, and and I I just have to I've always wondered how that translates on the shelf to uh, impulse buying. And I, I would have to say that you guys have got a great effect on consumers when they see your product on the shelf. Have you gotten a lot of feedback on that? Yeah, it, it's,
2: it's actually been fantastic. First of all, thank you. Thank you for the kind words, but, um, yeah, and, and it's look. It was by design, but just because we we had an intention didn't mean it was going to work. But it, it it so far has. So when when I was thinking about starting the company and starting the brand before we even had the concept or the name or anything like that, I knew that I wanted to do something that stood out on the shelf because I spent you know I'm a I'm a giant bourbon nerd and I spent a lot of time walking up and down the uh, the whiskey island stores and I'm looking at it. And I'm going the labels are all. You know, they're brown and they're beige, and there's a picture of a dog or a bird, right? But when you look at, you know, vodka, craft beer, tequila, rum, the packaging is bright, it's eye catching, it's fun, and it, it's exciting. And I thought, why can't we have really serious, really high quality, award winning bourbon and rye in packaging that is fun and exciting and has a, a story to it? And so we we definitely we set out with the intention of making something that would that would catch your eye when you're walking through the store, uh, and it is it has been exactly that. I mean, people, uh, you know, I do a lot of in store tastings. I've been at uh, Justin's and Blind Pig and John O's over in E Town, uh, and a lot of other places in and um, Kentucky and in other states. And you know, I'll stand there and we'll have our products on the table, and people will walk in and go, "What is that?" oh my gosh, what is that? And there's something about, because our labels are, they, they like appeal to like a wide range of people in terms of age and gender and backgrounds, because you have 20 somethings who, you know, they want to, they want to take our posters and hang them on the wall in their living room. Cause they're, they're Marvel geeks and nerds like me and that kind of thing. And then we have, you know, men and women who are in their seventies, who are uh, looking at this and it reminds them of the movies they saw when they were younger right? The kinds of movies, you know, Logan's run and Barbarella and those kind of movies that were in the theater. And so, and, you know, sort of everything in between, but we are really, I I, want to talk about the packaging and the stories because I love it, but we are really, really serious about the liquid. It's why we set out to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, I always say to people, look, if what's inside the bottle isn't as amazing as what's on the bottle, then we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. And so every product we launch with, we launched with uh, three products back in the fall of 2022, Moonlight Mayhem, a saga of werewolves and bourbon, Moonlight Mayhem Extended Cut, Cast Strength Bourbon, and Rise of the Robots. Serve the drink, save the world. Which is a ninety-four proof rye. All three of those products won gold or double gold at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition, and they've won gold medals at other competitions uh, as well. Uh, and so, you know, for me, San Francisco is a very you know respected competition, oldest, biggest, largest, that kind of thing. And and it just says that's what you know it validates what we set out to do, which is have award winning, really high quality liquid inside a really fun,
1: immersive
2: story filled, uh,
1: packaging. Well, let's roll back the clock a little bit. And, and I've got this, this picture in my mind of uh, a couple of buddies sitting over a pour saying, why don't we, why don't we do this? So how did things start for you guys? Sure. Uh, so my buddy,
2: Charlie, he and I've known each other, uh, almost 30 years at this point. Um, we both. He lives in Atlanta. I live in LA. And we both started getting into bourbon a little over 10 years ago, maybe. Um, it's kind of separately and together. And so we started meeting uh, once a year. We do our pilgrimage to the motherland and we'd meet once a year, at least in Kentucky. And we started going around to distilleries like crazy people. I mean, we would go to five or six distilleries a day. Which is not even back then before they were overly you know crowded and you had to book week months in advance. Yeah, that was still hard to do, <laughs> right? It yeah, took a lot yeah. of planning and a lot of <laughs> a
1: lot of scheduling. A lot of times people don't understand that and they plan their vacations to the Bourbon Trail and they think, okay, we're going to do these ten and then we're going to do these ten. When the reality is, three to five is a, is about the max of what you can do.
2: Yeah, and we we were doing at the time we were probably trying to do about four four to six a day, and then we're done. We'd go find you know we'd Uber over to. Um, or take a taxi to uh, Liquor Barn and go sit and taste at their bar, right? Because they they have these great tasting bars where for a reasonable amount you never know what you're going to get, but they have some really great stuff there. So we just we we fell in love, fell in love with Kentucky, but we fell in love with bourbon, the liquid, the people, the craft, all of it, the art and the science. And on one of those trips, you know, we spent a lot of time zigzagging around the state and between Lexington and Louisville. You know, I'm just staring out the window, watching the grass and the hills and the cows go by. And I just turned to Charlie I go, we got to do our own brand. One day, we got to do our own brand. And so flash forward, another buddy of mine uh, here in California, um, he was helping me get this off the ground. And we were working on the concept and we'd been banging our head against the, the wall, coming up with different concepts and ideas. And he's a podcast host also. So he just started interviewing me right um just the no not recording the two of us were just sitting there and he started interviewing me and I started you know talking about writing in the movies and he stopped me and he said look the passion with which you are talking about writing in the movies is the same kind of passion you talk about bourbon find a way to do them together and so filmland spirits came right after that and then the you know rise of the robots concept all of it just came pouring out after that
1: that's fantastic I mean combine something you love with something you enjoy and 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 your your hobby with your job and your passion for something and it's amazing that 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 secret sauce comes together and and things just happen so if there's any entrepreneurs out there and and you're you're trying to figure out what to work on start with something you have passion about right start with something that you really believe in and and something that really gets you going in the morning Right, I I always joke that I have a habit of
2: uh, ruining my hobbies by turning them into businesses, because my last two <laughs> businesses before this all came out of my passions and my hobbies, and um, but this time it's a, it's 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 sort of gone the other way. Like I've turned my path you know, two of my strongest passions and hobbies into my business, and I've never had so much fun and enjoyed anything. Uh, in my life, in terms of work, it's just been it's been great. I've been hit, crisscrossing, hopping all over the country, opening up markets, and doing demos and tastings, and just meeting meeting our customers and meeting the retailers and the people who work in the stores, and just having this amazing amazing experience. As I see people discover our product, learn about it, go, oh my gosh, I've never seen anything like that before, and then when they taste it. And they go crazy for it. And so I have people come in the store and they taste all five products, you know, one, one after another. And everyone's like, oh, no, this one's my favorite. Then they taste the next. One, oh, this one's my favorite. And it's just, you know, it's like I'm sitting there like, you know, just glowing, like so excited.
1: So when, when you were putting all this together, um, I mean, there's a lot to it, right? I mean, there's a lot to building a brand and building um, building a good product and labeling and marketing and all the things. It was just you three? Or did you did you employ some uh, some very special help out there?
2: Yeah, sure. No, I will tell you. And and when I say I'm having a tremendous amount of fun, this is also some of the hardest work I've ever done in my life, <laughs> right? But I'm enjoying it. It's it's you know there's even when I wake up and the day is filled with challenges, I'm still like I feel so lucky that I'm doing what I'm getting to do. Um, so we we have sort of a, a core team of five of us, um, and various members of the team. Came on board as we went. So I'm the founder and the CEO. Uh, I do a large amount of the creative and the writing and the story and the blending, as I mentioned, as well as you know raising the money and running the business and doing all of that. Uh, my partner Charlie Flint, who I mentioned, he's our VP of operations. Charlie's got uh, is also a screenwriter, and he and I wrote together many years ago, and he is my co-creative on this. So we work on all the stories and the characters and the bottles together. And then um, Kristen Kilpack. Uh, is our VP of sales, and she's been in the industry over 20 years, and she comes from brands like Goslings and Jeffersons and Clotival. Um, and then we have Daniel Clark is our VP of marketing, and Daniel um, comes from a lot of different consumer package brands. But he was at Pernod for a long time, And so worked on Rabbit Hole and Jeffersons and TX and Smooth Ambler and brands like that. And then we have Steve Kanepa. Steve is um, sort of our head of finance. Uh, but Steve's so much more than that because he's a, a, a giant whiskey guy and cigar guy and a golfer like us. And so he, um, uh, he, he's on the blending team and he's a member of our board and he's involved in, in a lot of different decisions, uh, that we make as well.
1: Sounds like you put together
2: the A team, kind of the dream team there. <laughs> we did. It, 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 ended up being that it, like I said, everybody kind of came on at different places, but it, it has been a, a fantastic team. And then, you know, we, we. Um have worked with some outside agencies. Um, we we worked with an agency who helped us develop the format of the label. Like we we provide a lot of guidance of what we wanted and we had our all our stories and what our characters to be. And then I will mock up all of the posters, like what what the we want the poster to be. I'll go into Photoshop and I'll end up probably sometimes doing, you know, anywhere from 30 to 50 mock-ups, and then I'll bring it to the team. And then I get all kinds of feedback from the sales angle and the marketing angle and the creative and you know all of that and then I'll work them and work them until we get something that we all really think is is the right mix and then I will bring an artist in to completely re- redraw it and create it from scratch because I'm just using found elements in photoshop and you know mashing things together to get a concept yeah. but then we'll bring in an artist uh and you know I'll guide them and they will direct uh, sorry I'll direct them and guide them and they will draw everything from scratch and paint it from scratch by hand and then you know that eventually becomes the poster <laughs> and the label
1: i mean your artist and, and your team in general, but your artist has really captured that era of movies. I mean, it's, it is so, uh, it's like, you can almost pinpoint the era, right? I mean, this right. is definitely that B movie era and, uh, the artwork is fantastic. And thank you. I mean, you've cut no corners here. There's no doubt about <laughs> it. I mean, these bottles, this packaging, the artwork that goes into it, the theme is just, uh, right on point. And somebody that gets into that kind of thing has got to just be like, I'm collecting all this stuff. I'm getting the posters. I'm getting the bottles. When's the movie coming out? Right. (laughs) Right. So, so we
2: have, we've got, of course, we've got the posters and the t-shirts and everything available on our website, but um, we have trailers for every one of the movies that you can watch on YouTube or on our website. Uh, We have storyboards, script pages, and the movie poster that you can actually download. So all of that content is, is available on the website.
1: That's fantastic. And that, that must be, that's a big, um, investment for 600 bottles. Um, yes. So, um,
2: our other products, our core products are, you know, Oh, meant to always be available. The, the two moonlight mayhems and the two rise of the robots, but these limited releases will come and go. Uh, and so, yes, it is a, it is a large investment for only 600 bottles. We're in a lot more markets now than we were Last just last September, and so the next limited release we do will will be more. It'll still be limited though, and we're not we're not trying to limit it on purpose. But you know, this uh, the older, more special products obviously come with a higher cost, and we're you know trying to be uh, responsible business people as we do this. Um, But I do a lot of that work. You know, I create the trailers. I write the scripts. Charlie co-writes a lot of it with me. We write all the copy ourselves. Um, I create the website pages for it and the artwork that's on the website pages I create for it. So, you know that that helps. It's a huge investment in time, but it helps lower some of the hard costs in doing that. And it's really sure. important to us that we do that and we have that available to our customers. We we like to say that, um, and people have said this to us that our bottles are sort of like the cereal box when we were growing up and we were kids, you know, before we all had cell phones and you'd sit there eating your cereal in the morning, reading the back of the cereal box and whatever content they put on there for you. So people sit here and they sip on our whiskey and they're reading the bottle. And every time they do, you're finding something new because there are a ton of Easter eggs on the labels as well. And so there's things oh. we've hidden in there that we don't talk about. We don't tell people what they are. If people find them and they mention to us, great. But it's all kinds of stuff you can keep exploring. And there's little jokes and and things within the copy as well. Well, fantastic. That's a lot of fun.
0: I think I'm going to have to do some research because I've watched the trailers and I've spent a lot of time on the website and and reading everything. So now uh, I'm going to have to go back and check out these labels and see if I can find some of those hidden things and and the jokes and all the good stuff. Right, And
2: here's the thing. You can do that. But then if you pick up a bottle next year, the Easter eggs are going to be different and there'll be more of them because every time we do another printing of labels, we will add things, you know, oh, something cool. that came up, another idea, we'll modify a little thing that's hidden. And so they're always sort of, they're always evolving and changing. So the bottle you have in front of you may have some different Easter eggs on it than the bottle I have in front of me.
1: That's, wow, that's awesome. Fantastic. Alright, so we're going to take a short break now Uh, We're going to come back here in a few folks And we'll have another expression From Filmland Spirits We'll we'll talk a little bit more with Troy about uh, That expression and others We'll dive into what they have going on And we'll talk a little bit about um, What's down the road For Filmland Spirits So hang around, we'll be right back Looking for a unique gift? Blanton's Bourbon Shop has got you covered All of their handcrafted wood products are made in their in-house wood shop with authentic bourbon barrels. Specializing in barrel-aged potent treats, they use Blanton's barrels to age their own maple syrup, honey, and coffee. Find the most unique gift ideas for your golf lover, cigar connoisseur, avid coffee drinker, and Blanton's fan. Wanna win an authentic Blanton's barrel head? Make sure you sign up for the giveaway on the homepage of their website. BlantonsBourbonShop.com is your home for all Blanton's gifts. If you're a bourbon drinker, and I bet you are if you're listening to this podcast, you need to head over to pintsandbarrels.com and check out the ultimate online store for bourbon lovers. Pints and Barrels Company was started by bourbon lovers for bourbon lovers. From spices to t-shirts, you'll find the perfect bourbon gift pints and barrels proudly supports the bourbon road and invites you to visit pintsandbarrels.com do you need a custom apparel or swag for your bar distillery maybe even your bourbon society they can do that too as a matter of fact they print our apparel we're so happy with the quality and fast turnaround pintsandbarrels.com the ultimate bourbon lovers gift shop and branding specialist All right, listeners. So we are back. It was a great little break there. We got to sit around and and continue to chit chat a little bit and sip on the rest of our town at the end of tomorrow. That was a fantastic pour, fantastic pour. I really enjoyed it, and uh, we're going to get into something a little more, uh, a little more on the proof in the second half.
2: Well, thank you. I, I appreciate it. And one one thing I wanted to do before we move on uh, to the next product is is share the story of town at the end of tomorrow. So it's called town at the end of tomorrow, the future wants its bourbon. And it takes place uh, about 40 to 50 years from now in Bardstown, Kentucky, home of bourbon, right? And it's a time when aged bourbon has run out. And this has caused riots and violence. And the government has to step in and pass the Unbonded Act, which says all bourbon must be sold when it turns two years old. Can't let it age any more than that. And our heroes are a couple of fifth generation distillers who missed their aged bourbon. And so they turned their distillery into a time machine and traveled back to Bardstown in 1820 to borrow the aged bourbon and bring it to the future.
1: Oh, fantastic. That's awesome. (laughs) I can imagine the uproar. I can imagine the uproar with that. I mean, no doubt.
2: (laughs) I just, I mentioned earlier, I just, I had this time travel Uh, Story in mind. And I thought, how do you connect time travel and bourbon? I'm like, well, it has to do something with aging, right? There's all those people out there trying all these science based, you know, rapid aging. But I'm like, well, if
1: I had a time machine, (laughs) right, I could age bourbon
2: with my time (laughs) machine.
1: Fantastic. All right. So we're moving on to another expression now. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about what we have at our glass? yeah absolutely so this is
2: called rise of the robots extended cut and as i mentioned earlier extended cut is our trademark term for cast strength right so the this is our first release of it we had released rise of the robots our 94 proof uh ride back in um, when we launched in in september of 2022 we also released this at the kentucky bourbon festival this past year in september of 2023 it's a 108 proof it's a 95.5 mash bill Um, and this has been just an amazing, wonderful surprise because people love regular rise of the robots and 94 proof. And we thought, all right, well let, you know, cast strength rye is not nearly as common as cast strength bourbon. And so we thought, all right, it's a little bit of a risk for us to do this, but we are huge rye guys, especially Charlie and I, we love our rye and we love very specific types of rye. And we said, we just, we got to do it. It rounds out our core offering, uh, and it it belongs as part of the set and we're going to do it. And so we did it and um, we were really happy with it. I mean, we loved it. And and like I mentioned before, we, we do our blends and we get everything bottled and then we leave Kentucky and we don't get a chance to actually get bottles for months ourselves. So a lot of time goes by for us. So it was only at the Kentucky bourbon festival. I didn't even get to taste it during the day because we were so busy and so many thousands of people coming up and telling them about this, the product and tasting them on it. We finished, it was like a Saturday night. We're exhausted. We go back to the the Airbnb we're staying at. And we sit down and we brought back a bottle. We had a little bit left in the bottle. So we all sat there and poured it and couldn't stop. I mean, it was just we were like, Oh my gosh, this is so good. And that is the reaction that we get from from everybody. Like there's something about our ryes. People walk up to us and they go, Well, you know, I'll taste your bourbon. I'm not really a rye person. And then they taste the rye and go, oh, this is good. I really like this. And that's happened like tenfold with the cast strength version. So it's 108 proof, but it certainly doesn't drink like 108 proof. It's it, the, We get a lot of feedback that it drinks uh, a little smoother and lighter than you would expect something up at a uh, rye, especially up at 108 proof. I was going to say, just like with talent at the end tomorrow, I'm not going to lead the witness and tell you what you're going to taste. <laughs> I want to hear, hear what uh, what experience you have with it and what you have to say about it.
1: Well I'm going to start by saying that uh, I agree with you on the fact that the on the nose it definitely does not come across as something that's 108 proof. It definitely noses a lot lower in the proof range. And it also doesn't it doesn't come across like a true 955. It's a little bit more subtle than a than you know a more pine forward or more spicy rye on the nose. This has this has a nice and, and d- Did you say the age on this is about Um, this? I would have to go check exactly,
2: but I believe this is about five and a half years old when we bottled it.
1: Yeah. So this one's taking the turn and it's moving away from that sort of bright, fresh rise that you get in a three to four year old range. It starts to move. It's starting to move towards that candy aspect of a rye a little bit more. And, uh. It's so, it's very nice on the nose. It, it definitely is very unassuming. It doesn't nose like a 95.5 to me. It has a little bit less of that, uh, that bright cedar freshness that you might get. Right. We, we Charlie and I, I mentioned particularly
2: love rice. We are very um, partial to minty rice. Like yeah. we love mint in our rise. If we if we could, you know, figure out a way to have it just be pure mint. I mean, we, there's there's just something about it that that is so enjoyable. And we thought our Rise of the Robots ninety four proof was very minty to begin with. This is just a mint bomb. I mean it it it, it you get it um, a little bit of on the nose, but you definitely get it on the on the tongue, and then. It's it comes back again on the finish as well, and I don't you know for for people who aren't that familiar with rye, I don't mean it tastes like toothpaste or mouthwash that kind of mint. Oh. It, it's it's got a little bit of a spearmint kind of leaning toward it, like it like you said. Instead of people expect rye to be super spicy, but instead of getting ton and ton of spice, you actually get a little bit more of that smooth mint.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to the taste here. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that's so good. That is that is really nice. That has a uh, sort of a deep wash of uh, kind of a mini freshness, but at the same time, you're getting a, a little bit of that uh, clove, a little bit of clove, but just on the back end. It, I, I wanted to say a little bit of pepper, too. Yeah, a little bit of pepper. I, not, not too much, but uh, a nice clove, but sort of a minty clove freshness. I really like that
0: yeah i was gonna say the same thing definitely clove for me but i love the the i would say refreshing part of the mint um very good but the clove definitely jumps out a little bit as well the finish on it is uh very um
1: very lengthy I, I I really like it. It you know we always talk about finishes having two components. One being the the length at which it presents itself, it sticks around, mm-hmm. and the other being sort of the flavor, how pleasing the flavor is. And this kind of this is kind of a hits both really well. So you got a nice pleasing pleasing finish that has a good long uh, sticks around a while. So very nice. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, we we. I tend to get on this,
2: I don't know why, like after a while, the finish, I start like just getting that feeling like I just had some great sourdough bread, like not overly sour, but just that, that taste, that sourdough bread is just, it like has a a fullness to it.
1: This does have a little bit of rye muffin to it though. Like uh, if you're talking about a bready aspect to it, Mm -hmm. I can see kind of like the, it's kind of a dry rye muffin, a little bit of butter on it. Not. You know, this is not a buttery uh, rye, but it does it does lead me to kind of lean in that direction a little bit with the, with the, once I start talking about the muffin, then I got got to have a little bit of butter on it. <laughs> it's a good solid rye. I like to I like to consider myself a rye guy as well. Um, you know, if I had two bottles in front of me, both equally fantastic, one was a bourbon, one was a rye, I'm going to reach for the rye every time. That's just me. Uh, I like my spicy foods. I like things to. Uh, impress and excite my palate and rice tend to do that. And then, yeah. um, yeah, I love bourbon. Don't get me wrong. You know, the bourbon road is the bourbon road, but I love rice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm,
2: I'm the same way. Like I will. And you know, to me, it just depends what the activity is, what the meal is, what kind of mood I'm in, but I will very often just choose if I'm going to sip something, I will choose to sip, uh, right.
1: I would I would hope in the future maybe you have another time travel theme and, and you get a little bit older rye in there, that would be nice. This would be interesting to to see at eight or nine years, like your bourbon. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely heading in that candy direction. I think we'd start to, to see a little bit more of maybe maybe some citrus come out in it, some 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 hard candy citrus notes. Right. Very nice. So let's, let's talk a little bit about, um, kind of your, your inventories. You guys have been accumulating barrels for some time now and, uh, you become, well, obviously you're in the whiskey business, you need barrels in reserve, but, uh, have you gotten to a point now where you feel like you're, uh, you're in a great space where you've got a lot of inventory to, to choose from, you can do some very creative things in the future.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And we we do have a a significant amount of inventory and, and, in fact, just a few minutes ago, I was uh, adding to that inventory uh, in some emails because we've built up a lot of great relationships with uh, different providers, and you know we get offered things now that are really uh, interesting. Um, and so we, um, yes, some of some of what we have, we are letting age much further uh, along and tasting that, um, and then we've got some u- unique things that actually really don't exist. On the market yet that are a couple of years away but we're working on them now and then our intention is um starting with we're going to have another limited release in the fall we haven't said what it is yet um but then come 2025 we'll start doing some kind of special release in the spring and a limited release in the fall is sort of a regular pattern of how we're doing things that's our intention and so we have things in different kinds of barrels finish uh, finished products now so we have like extended cut is our cast strength we have a trademark term for uh remastered so when you see something from us remastered that means it's been finished in some kind of other barrel uh, oh, we don't have that on the market yet but that'll be next year spring of 2025 will be our first remastered product
1: now you mentioned in the first half that you're a non-distilling producer mm-hmm. so you're sourcing all of the whiskeys that you're putting into bottles correct yes But is there any contract distilling that's taking place? Not yet. Um,
2: Something we're considering and we're we're working on Um, right now. uh, it, It probably won't happen for another year or so, but we've had already had the conversations about it.
1: So your inventories must be extensive enough where you can feel pretty confident that you can maintain your profiles on your standard offerings. For quite quite a while into the future, without doing
2: contract distilling, yes, and so and we have in addition to our inventory, we have very strong, as I mentioned before, relationships with our suppliers, and so we know that we're going to have the ability to um, add to our inventory when we need to. And we've started, you know, as as time goes on, we 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 are acquiring the whiskey when it's younger and younger, so that it can sit in you know in our inventory and age you know, in our warehouses.
1: Now, we hadn't really talked about bottle prices yet, but let's let's start with these two. But I would like to also talk about your other expressions that are on the market and sort of the, the prices of those as well, because I think we're looking at a couple of bottles here that are going to be more on the higher end of your offerings as far yes, as price these, goes.
2: These are our two highest end in terms of pricing. So we, we started with our Moonlight Mayhem bourbon uh, which is a 94 proof bourbon that starts. And and again, as the as the supplier, we don't get to set the prices. The retail store set the prices. All we can do is suggest the prices. So these are our suggested retail prices um, and what they go for if you purchase through our website, for example. Um, but Moonlight Mayhem is $54.99. Then you go uh, to um, Rise of the Robots, which is $59.99. Um, then you go to moonlight mayhem extended cut our cast strength which is 79.99 then you go to rise of the robots extended cut which we were just sipping which is 84.99 so you'll see a pattern there our rise tend to be about five dollars more than our than their equivalent uh, bourbon and then you get to town at the end of tomorrow which actually everywhere in the country except Kentucky is 109.99 but in Kentucky it's 99.99 and we did that because we we you know our affinity for Kentucky. We wanted to make it as as accessible to as many people as possible. And we just thought for Kentucky, let's let's come in under you know hundred dollars. Plus, we don't have to ship it nearly as far. <laughs> so.
1: Well, we've got we, we often get the questions: Why are ryes more expensive? And uh, we've we've kind of dove into that subject in the past on the previous podcasts. But they're harder to make, right? They just take. More, they're more difficult. Uh, rye's tend to uh, foam up a lot in the in the uh, fermenters, and therefore you can't fill the fermenters as full. Therefore, right. your batch sizes are smaller. So it gets it gets really really sticky, Sticky, know, you,
2: gooey you, mess. And, yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and especially when you're talking about like a ninety five five or or a hundred percent rye, when you don't have a lot of the malted barley in there to break down those starches. Um, it really, it's, it's a lot of, you know, smaller distilleries, I think, struggle with it because, you know, a lot of them are mixing with smaller equipment and you really, you know, you can jam up that equipment because it really takes a lot of horsepower to mix that, that sort of gooey mash. Right. Right.
1: So now we come to that point in the show where we talk about, uh, kind of what's in the works. You know, what have you guys got that we might see I, you kind of alluded to, um, the finished products a little bit, but what can we see on the shelves uh, from you guys here in the very near foreseeable future? Right. So as I mentioned, we have a limited release coming in the fall, which I don't think
2: I'm supposed to talk about yet, um, but it will be not too dissimilar from something we tasted today. Okay. Um, just maybe a little older. Um, and then the, um, the the remastered series that I talked about for uh, for 2025, but we also have a single barrel uh, store pick program, and so uh, it's it's based on our Moonlight Mayhem extended cut cast strength bourbon, and so there are a handful of stores in Kentucky actually uh, that have, as well as other states, but in Kentucky, um, we have single barrels out there. So uh, what we do this is a little bit of sort of behind the scenes thing is, but we we go and we select. You know, uh, I think we picked 12 barrels that we thought were the best of the best. And we offered them up to our retail partners and they get to pick from, you know, from those 12. But what we did is just for behind the scenes, it's not, it's not uh, consumer facing, it's not out there on the store, but we named all of the barrels using fun movie names that also kind of describe the tasting notes. And so instead of us talking to our retail partners about barrel number four, nine, five, six, seven, we get to talk about Charlie and the Chocolate Distillery or Honey, I Shrunk the Bourbon or Every Flavor Everywhere All at Once. So obviously these are trademark names from other people and we're not putting it on the bottle, but it's just a fun way with our retail partners that we get to uh, talk about it. But you'll see these uh, single pick, uh, these store pick single barrels on the shelf have a very, like they have a, a silver metallic trophy plate on the label with the store and who picked it and the proof of of that release and the store's logo and everything so you'll see um blind pig in bardstown has one um john o's in e town uh has one as well as uh, i don't know if the whole uh, give 270 organization they did one as well yeah. uh and there are a few others out there
1: yeah, I picked up the one from the Blind Pig. So I've got a bottle on my shelf here from the Blind Pig. And yeah, it's great. It's awesome. I love getting a single barrel pick. It's it's just... Uh, it's um, it's almost like a candy candy store. You know, you get something yeah. you know is going to be yeah. a little bit different. Uh, it's going to be something that's going to surprise you. It's going to be something that you're going to get to enjoy, and then it will never be available again. You just need to go find <laughs> another. <laughs> right, it, it, exactly. So we have... Uh, um, we just came
2: online in, um, or, or available in stores in Kansas at the end of, uh, last year at the end of 2023. And so there's a large, uh, whiskey group in Kansas that just did a single barrel pick with us. And that's going to be coming out, uh, uh, soon. And there's another store in Kansas that just did a single barrel pick with us. And in California, we had a group of eight, um, YouTube whiskey reviewers that all gathered together, and they're all based in California. Um, and they all gathered together on a um, a group a Zoom chat with me. And I had sent samples to them, and we did for an hour and a half. We tasted through everything, and then they picked one, and we did a single barrel, you know, with their group's uh, uh, name on it, and it's available. Uh, it's actually now available on our website as well. You can purchase that and have it shipped ship to. you.
1: Oh, that's that's so exciting. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that uh it's, it's in the back of my mind that you guys are going to have a customer-facing experience at some point, something that's going to be like knock your socks off, kind of buy out an old movie theater, and <laughs> it's got to happen, right? Is is it going to happen, or is it too early to talk about it?
2: It's probably too early to talk about, but I will tell you, when I when I wrote the business plan and I went and started raising money, there were mock-ups of what you're just describing uh, in there. And we are in some different kinds of conversations, but it's very early. And it, you know, that's fantastic.
1: Cool. I'm just picturing the Palace Theater in Louisville. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, wouldn't that be an amazing <laughs> venue right. for your products? Right. Well, but, you know, I, I live in Los Angeles.
2: Even though yeah. the company's based in LA, we do all our work in Kentucky, yeah. but I'm here in LA and my team's all over the country. Um, but here in LA, especially, we have those old um, Art Deco theaters that you know disney owns a couple of them and they're on hollywood boulevard and and that kind of thing where they're they're so ornate and you go inside and they have the starfield ceiling with the comet that shoots across the, you know before the show and the sure. proscenium is just so ornate and art deco that's kind of the inspiration for our our bottle and so cuz we we look at our labels like our labels and our liquid are the star of the show that's the screen but they're surrounded by our bottle which is meant to be it is designed in an art deco style and it's meant to evoke various aspects of cinema. So if you look at our closure, it's sort of a combination between a film can and a film reel. And then the bottom of our bottle, the the glass element is meant to evoke cells of film and like the original Edison kinetoscope, you know, with the horse running around in a circle, that kind of thing. So lots of little elements on there of, of those theaters. So, so I just, you know, that came to mind because you mentioned doing something at a theater and that's definitely always been top of mind for us.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic. It's just—I uh, mean—the brand is just—it it makes your 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 mind just race about the possibilities. It just—it's such a—I uh, don't know—thought-provoking brand. I just love it. I love the labels. I love everything about it. Thank you. Um, and 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 I—I'm often in the liquor stores, and I'm walking through, and and I've seen your bottles. Many times in the past, but still, every time I come across them on the shelf, I just have to pause for a moment and just take another peek because they're so captivating. They're so eye-catching that I I always wondered how well you did on that impulse buy, and I just, it's got to be tremendous.
2: Yeah. I mean, we, we don't have, all I have is anecdotal. I don't have, you know, actual sure. hard data on this, but I've been in stores and and seen it happen. And I've watched people walk by and sort of do a double take and go, and then they pick it up and start looking at the label and start reading. And, you know, next thing you know, it's at the register.
1: Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, where people can find you. I know you got, you guys have really expanded your distribution. Um, I, I I'm not saying you have to have a list of states in front of you, but what's kind of your, uh, the breadth of your distribution here in the US. Sure.
2: And and we are still very young. We've been on the market, uh, like I said, less than a year and a half. Um, but we, and we're, we're being very deliberate and very careful about how we launch and where we launch. And because it's, you know, it's every, every market that we go into is a big investment. We want to treat each market with respect and care and, and give it our all. Um, but we are, we are expanding rapidly. So you can go to our website, film And, uh, first you can order from there and we ship to 43 States. Um, and, uh, it lists which States of course we, we can ship to. Um, but then there's also a store locator. On there and it'll figure out where you are you put your zip code in it'll tell you the closest places where you can pick up our products and which products you can pick up and we are on store shelves and and back bars in uh, California, Arizona, Nevada, Washington, Alaska, Kansas, Kentucky um, in let's see four days from now we will be in Colorado and then um, there's some stuff happening in Illinois and Florida very soon as well.
1: Oh, fantastic! Well, did you say Indiana? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Our Colorado listeners will be excited to hear that uh, that you're going to hit their shelves here real soon, and and I would definitely give them a uh, a good recommendation to tell them to run out and and pick up one of your bottles and and just ex- explore your brand because it's uh, it's really great whiskey. I mean, whether they're a rye person or a bourbon person. They like full strength or they like uh, proof down bourbons. I think they're going to find something in your offering that they're really going to like. And uh, yeah, that's fantastic. So how many states by mail order? Uh, 43. But well, it's wow. 40, 42 plus DC. That's fantastic. So pretty much everybody that's listening to this episode right now can possibly put their hands on it without too much effort.
2: Right. Yeah. And there's, you know, we, there's other online retailers. So reserve bar, uh, Backs, they all, they sell our products as well. And that I don't know exactly where they ship,
1: but they have different places they ship to. Oh, fantastic. Well, I'd love to give you the opportunity to let our listeners know, I think you mentioned your website earlier and you can restate yes. that, but also what social media platforms they can find you on. And maybe, uh, if they want to reach out to you on your social media, uh, accounts, uh, just share with them what you will. And that way they can uh, find out more about Filmland Spirits after the show. Yeah, absolutely. So film,
2: filmlandspirits.com. You can go there, get all the content we talked about. You can order product. Um, you can also join our mailing list and become a Filmlander, So you get up-to-date information. We also tend to announce like any coupon codes that we offer for the holidays or specials. That kind of usually ends up coming out through our email list first before it hits social media. We also have... Um, an events page. So we're doing a lot of in-person tastings. I try and do as many as I possibly can. So I run all over the country. So I'm there. I sign bottles and I get to you know meet people and talk to them and get to taste them on the products and hear their feedback directly. So we have that events directory on our website as well. And then we are primarily on Instagram and Facebook at Filmland Spirits. So you can find us there. If you uh, DM us on Instagram, I will, I will see it. It, it, it'll, oh, especially if you, you know, if you, if you specifically call out that you'd like me to see it, it will get sent to me if I don't uh, see it directly myself. Uh, and then you can always uh, email us on our website. There's a contact us page and, you know, you can contact us about anything that you might be interested mm-hmm. in from the product itself to PR, to trade, whatever it happens to be.
1: Well, Troy, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show today. We've had such a great time. Thank you for sharing your whiskeys with us. Thank you for sending us samples. Uh, Thank you for taking time out of your day to talk to our listeners and let them know a little bit more about your brand. It's my pleasure. I really appreciate you having me. And and this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Always great to make new friends, drink whiskey with them. And uh, we hope to see you out on the road. Eventually, maybe uh, again, we saw you at the Kentucky bourbon festival this last fall, but uh, maybe we'll see you around more uh, at some, uh, at some liquor stores at Uh, maybe some more events that are taking place this year. We'll definitely check out your calendar to see where you're going to be and see if we can't meet up sometime. Awesome. And I I come to Kentucky all the time, so I will see you soon. Absolutely. Well,
2: thanks again. (laughs) Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Brian.
1: All right. Well, you can find the bourbon road on all social media outlets. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube threads, even TikTok. Uh, You can also find us on our Facebook page. Uh, the bourbon roadies. That's where all our fan listeners hang out. We've got about 3,200 members strong. They love to hang out on there, share pictures of the whiskey, share stories, share bottles. Um, There's no selling. So you can't come on there and sell your products, but you can come on there and share a pour with somebody. So we'd love to see you in there. Uh, It's always a lot of fun. Uh, It's a great group of people. We hope you'll check out the bourbon roadies on Facebook. Every week, we put on an episode on a Wednesday. We'll have a great guest on, like Troy. We'll talk about their products, their brand. We'll taste through a couple of whiskeys. It's always a blast. We hope you'll join us every single week. And one way you can make sure you don't miss a single episode is to scroll to the top of that app you're on. Hit that subscribe button. That way, every week, you'll get a bell notification letting you know that The Bourbon Road has dropped another episode, and you'll get to check it out. But until the next time, we'll see you down. The Bourbon Road.